But you, I guess my question is, is if you don't get H.R. 2, that's it. You're not willing to let's say let's say there was I mean, I've seen the White House and the Democrats in the Senate go in your direction on this issue more than I've ever seen Democrats uh, go in your direction. And I've been in this town for a little longer than you. I've seen President Bush try to do this. I've seen President Obama try to do this. Uh, and it always comes down to the House Republicans and what they're willing to accept. You would turn down a compromise that was not 100% of HR2? Uh, Jake, I'm not going to answer hypotheticals because they've not sent us any uh, any any suggestion yet. There's there's no uh, draft bill, but I would tell you, I don't care if they call it HR2. I do care about the provisions that will seal the border. I don't think now is the time to do comprehensive immigration reform because, to your point, it's very complicated. It's very complex to do. But we can seal the border. We could do it overnight. The president has the existing authority under existing federal law to do that, and he refuses to do it. Secretary Mayorkas has administered this. He's in charge of operational control of the border. And what we see here is absolute mayhem. It, 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 this is not a Republican or Democrat issue. Right. It affects every American and every citizen along here. That's, so, that's why, that's who they need to listen to. The argument is no more money for this bureaucracy uh, of his government until you've brought this border uh, under control. Shut the border down or shut the government down. We are all committed to that. There is a national security issue that is being uh, taking place here on the southern border, and that's what it's going to take to to hold this administration accountable. Okay, a firestorm on the southern border today and back in Washington, D.C. We're going to get to more of that in, in a moment. A big fight coming up. you got to man the ramparts. The number is what? 202-225-3121 is the House switchboard Make sure that they're hearing from you right now, either uh, shut down the border. If they need to take pieces of HR2 that do that and can implement it, shut down the border or shut down the government. And this fight's going to come, this intense fight's going to come on uh, on uh, the evening of the 19th. It's starting now, but it's going to come on the evening of the 19th. I want to go back to things that we've won and how we won. People, I just want to make sure people understand. Mark Elias... As demonic as he is, he does not waste his time on things. And Catherine Engelberg will be on here in a minute telling about her big win in federal court uh, at True the Vote. But Elias does not waste his time. He's very focused, and he's very focused on winning. He does a great job for the Democrats because he's all over. He's got a lot of money, a lot of resources. As uh, Alex has said, he's made a lot of money. But this is a tough hombre, and this is what we're up against now. In 22, we happened to win. They didn't get the map they originally thought early in the year. McCarthy and these guys thought we were going to get more seats. But because this audience got behind of Alex DeGrasse and others that were saying, hey, in states like Tennessee and states like Georgia and states like Florida and in New York, we got to fight and we got to get on top of this because a lot of people, particularly at the state level, don't really either pay attention or horse swap these districts for things they're taking at the state level, Florida. And that's why we had this big victory down there. Well, it's resurfaced again because the Democrats, Elias and these guys are smart. And you saw this situation in Alabama, these other places. So DeGrasse, what you're telling me right now, that in two central key parts, both in Florida and in Georgia, were either held the line or actually in Georgia. And you got to give a hat tip to Kemp and these guys down there. <laughs> they got sued and actually had a special session. And you're telling me the map is even better than when the Democrats came after us. 
Yeah, Florida's in the bag as of right now. Georgia, it did increase, and we've got wins in, in three other seats as well. But that's exactly right, Steve. So I can go through the other states, and then so we've got the update on these. Yeah, give me the give me the other states because I want the Warren Posse to understand that this is going to be another fight that's going to drag through for a while. Take the other states in order. I want to finish with New York because New York's a special okay. case where you've got this out-of-control legislature and a court system up there that's not particularly favorable to MAGA. No, that's right. So another big win we had. These are all last month breaking news and, and really hasn't been reported in the mainstream media. So you've got Kentucky. Um, we just had the so state Supreme Court there rule in our favor and alongside a prior decision from 2022 that upholds the congressional and legislative map where we picked up a seat. They did say the, the court found that apparently Republicans did, quote unquote, gerrymander, but not to an unextension, um, unconstitutional extent. So that's over with. So that's locked in. That's a big one because that was on the list of possible, you know, things that they were sort of reopening. Right. Uh, North Carolina. This is the big one. And I send it to camera. I don't know if they have it on the on the six o'clock if it's a different crew. But North Carolina is the big one. Stephen. Yeah. We could talk about it for a while, obviously. Um, we're expected to yield anywhere between three to four new Republicans after the 2024 election. Huge buffer into what could be the case. There you go. So they feel the electoral bloodbath. We had obviously spoke about it. There's been a lot of lawsuits that are um, happening. They're on very weak footing, and none of them are going to lead to any changes in 2024. So we're locked. Okay. So the previous H- map- Hang on one second. Hold, hang, hang, hang on one second. I want everybody... In our podcast radio audience, that's why I need you to get to the email every day we put out. You got to see the video here. You got to see the charts. And you got to see the maps that DeGrasse puts up because he's the man. Let's go back if we can just go back to the uh, to that map. This was the lead story in the Hill the other day, and it's about the Democrats actually losing it, coming unwound on this. Explain to me why North Carolina in this cycle is so important, and why are Mark Elias and the Democrats uh, just coming unwound about North Carolina? North Carolina is key uh, for purpose. Another thing that I've spoken about on the show, right, which is the importance of state Supreme Court. So we get that in the bag, we hit it, um, and we move the numbers on the map, right? And so now we've got this new map. That's key. And they're going to go from seven Republicans to seven Democrats to we should reliably send at least 10 to three with a swing seat with ideally, you know, we could have an 11-3 delegation. So we could be picking up definitely three, I think four. That right there is the majority, and that's all taken from the Democrats. And you have, I think all of the Democrats have quit. So one of them is running for attorney general. These are sort of no names, sort of freaks you don't know about. But, you know, they're done. Uh, they've, and so that's it. So that's huge for us as we get those in the you're, bag. You're, 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 telling me, you're, telling me, you're telling me in North Carolina right now we could pick up a net four seats? Yeah, I think we will. I think, we're, I think it's three guaranteed, four it's called 60-40 in our favor. So we feel great about that. But that's huge. I mean, that's it. That's the ball game right there, Steve. That is a tr- and so, why is that is it, it did they did did the state did they do a smart redistricting are these things carved out that you think they'll withstand the onslaught because the article implies and I called around that Mark Alassie's guys are not going to roll over on this one. They understand that North Carolina is kind of everything for them. How, how do you how, how is this done that you feel confident we're, we're at least going to get three and we're 60, 40 to pick up four? So it's a real timing game. So 
I don't want to say our strategy across the board is to run out the clock, right? But I'm saying that, of course, um, it's getting very late in the cycle, Steve, to sort of challenge these things. They have a couple lawsuits. It's been in the bag on the Supreme Court. We're on solid ground. There's no path for them to change these maps. Um, and so, you know, I mean, look, okay, I mean, ballot access, there's filing deadlines. It's done. It's done. Files done. Candidates are on the board, and I believe it's shot. What other states, like Tennessee, Missouri, any of these states have come back up? I know Alabama, we had problems, other problems. Anything else before we get to New York? Yeah, so South Carolina is another win. So we spoke about that. Uh, the Supreme Court heard the oral arguments in October that were challenging the congressional map. Um, a three-judge uh, panel ruled against the state, but the remedial proceedings were stayed pending an outcome of a state's appeal. So both sides did tell the Supreme Court that we needed an opinion by early January for there to be time to draw a new map. And so that clock is ticking. That's why I talked about sort of the timeline in our favor, not planned, but for the liberals watching, including Elias, I'm sure, but just naturally due to the case of it. So, you know, as the clock ticks there, we're in a great position, at least for 2024, which is what we're looking at now. That's the ball game. So we've got five wins and then you've got New York if we want to jump there. But these are just developments in the last yeah, yeah. month. I mean, we feel about other things. No, the five wins have been unbelievable. People have done just a, a fantastic job of this at the state level and at the national level. Talk to me about New York. I'm really worried about New York. And the reason I'm worried about New York is not that we don't have the facts and the case to present. I'm worried about it's a total socialist situation up there in Albany. And then you got these courts that, as you can see with President Trump, I mean, the courts are out of control. I think the American people are now starting to see from both Manhattan and then this civil trial and then this defamation thing coming up. The courts in, in New York are kind of like Moscow show trials. So how are we going to how are we going to sort this out in New York and not end up with like, you know, two congressmen? Yeah, so um, right now we dealt with the Court of Appeals situation. That's the highest court. President Trump, you know, depending on the ruling, of course, you know, is destined to go to the appeals court and we'll fight that out. That's the Supreme Court of New York. It's rigged. It's liberal. Um, it's disgraced itself in the last year across the board, especially on this map situation. But the reality is that they wrote the remediation of how to fix the quote unquote last map is that we have to have a commission, which is 50% Republican, 50% Democrat. They didn't provide another opportunity to alter the maps. And so our Republican commissioners are there and everything I'm saying is publicly on the record for all the Democrats watching. And, and they've made very clear that no one can point to an issue with the map. There's no issues with the map. They argued on the process and this special master that was put in last cycle. And so the only map that the Republicans have, have said is the current map. And so, you know, that's what they've made very clear is our position. And so with a 50-50 break, I think it's gonna get very hot. I think we will see what happened. They're trying to make tweaks. They're trying to do this. Of course, there's backroom deals. I mean, Albany is such a cesspool on the legislative side, on the judicial side, on everything else. <laughs> no, we're fighting every battle we can on the mail ballots, on behalf of support President Trump, right? Elise's judicial complaints and everything else that we're doing on Team Elise. But this redistricting one is big because obviously you can just move the lines a little bit in certain areas, especially downstate, and start picking off our numbers. And so we feel very confident, but, you know, in a way, it's up to the courts and how we handle this commission, of course. But um, it's a tough one, Steve. We need the posse to stay engaged. If you are a New York Republican, every vote is going to count. We've got Jill Brand on the ballot. She's under 42, 43% approval. We're looking at that race 
heavily when you look at the Senate map. That's something that people need to look at. She is, Gillibrand's got nothing. She's a disaster. You look how close it was with Schumer, with Zeldin. We're looking at that. You've got President Trump talking about New York. New York has really become a huge MAGA battleground. We call it guerrilla warfare no, it's a, uh, with yes. police and what we're no. building across the state. But hey, we feel great about it. So the police got to lock in. Trump's Trump's going Trump's going to Madison Square Garden. What are you talking about? He's all in. He 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 is bound and determined to win New York for many reasons. He's all in. Well, this New York is going to be New York's a battleground state with the with the immigration situation and what's happening on Wall Street. It's going to be this this invasion of the country is going to play. It's going to be a hot topic in New York City and the counties around it. So you watch, Alex. You were our Pathfinder in twenty two. People really depend upon you in this. What's your social media so people are following you? We want you back frequently with updates because this redistricting fight is one that the posse's got their jaws onto and they're not going to, you know, they're not going to let go. This is what I'm going to say real quick. The Siena College New York Times poll, which is like the standard poll, I think it's just Siena College in New York. They have President Trump, I think 9%, 10%. That's their Democrat bias public polls. We've got better polls. It looks great for everyone across the board, but my social media at DeGrasse, DeGrasse81 on X. I'm on Getter Truth. Thank you so much, Steve. Thank you for the posse. But we've got some positive news and many more fights ahead. No, no, we got fights, and these are fights we can win. By the way, congratulations to Team Elise. We don't have t- today to get into, hopefully, Thursday or Friday uh, on this uh, situation at Harvard and in Pennsylvania. Without her leadership, quite frankly, and brilliant questioning, uh, we wouldn't be in the situation where we remove the uh, the head of Harvard and Pennsylvania and a lot more to come and, and cleaning out the uh, the stables there. So fantastic work on Team yeah. Elise. Thank you, Steve. Thanks, brother. Fantastic. Alex DeGrasse, one of the smartest, toughest young uh, fighters out there. Uh, Catherine Engelbert, talk about fighters. This is like Fight Club today. Catherine Engelbert, true the vote. Catherine Engelbert has been at this a long time. And fighting hard. Catherine, explain to me the importance of your amazing victory because we were there when you were you were heading in. There there this thing looked like a long shot at one time, but you had the facts on your side and we actually found a federal judge that agreed with facts. Talk talk to us about this massive victory for you and True the Vote uh down in uh down in Georgia. Yeah, well thanks for having me on to to talk about it a little bit. It it, it was in fact a massive victory and complete total vindication of the work that we've been doing. So here's what happened. Um, We uh, sought uh, to help Georgia citizens in in the aftermath of 2020 and just before the runoff of 2021, we sought to help them get their voter rolls clean because there was a, uh, sadly, a situation in Georgia they hadn't cleaned their rolls in a couple of years and it was a mess. So we found out about this. Georgia had a provision that allows for citizens to uh, to recognize and and petition their counties to also recognize ineligible records in the voter rolls. And so this became uh, this became a project. We made an announcement and within of the project, we had found over three hundred and sixty four thousand ineligible records. And within just a few days, Mark Elias, uh, who was at that point uh, representing Stacey Abrams in Fair Fight, uh, came down with with the, the full weight and force of all that Elias can muster. The, there were dozens of attorneys. Ultimately, the Department of Justice got involved, and it was a three-year slugfest, ending in a trial in the uh, Northern District Federal Court in Georgia a couple months ago. So yesterday we got the decision, 
that the judge uh, found that we had done no wrong, that we had not violated the Voting Rights Act, that we were uh, well within the, 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 the framework of law, lawfulness in the process of submitting those challenges. And the reason that the victory is so important is not just that we beat Elias and Abrams and the Biden Justice Department, although all of those things are true. The reason that it is so important is because had we not stood our ground, had we settled, had we lost, the chilling effect over the country would have been substantive. Uh, there would have been very little way for patriots to find a path to continue to press for accurate voter rolls. And now it's a whole new day. Citizens across the country should it's feel a, heartened. Yeah. They, they were trying to put it up almost like a criminal thing that what you guys were doing was violating people's rights to the fact that you would have civil liability. But it's also right. the, a lot of the thing they came at you was to intimidate people that, hey, you're 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 wandering into potential criminal charges if you do this. Am I mistaken of that? That that was the that was the stakes in this lawsuit, correct? Oh my ab absolutely yes. They were not only did they sue True the Vote, but when True the Vote announced this project, there were a handful of other citizens in Georgia that I knew of who were doing something um, along the same lines of, of, of analyzing the records and petitioning their counties. And so in my release that we posted on our website, I made mention of them by name. So not only did they sue True the Vote, but Elias and Abrams sued everybody I mentioned in the press release. And for the last three years, True the Vote has been defending everyone uh, in the interest of, of being heard on this matter. And, and yeah, that they were trying to accuse us of violations of the Voting Rights Act, which would have uh, been tantamount to criminal uh, had they taken it that direction, um, would have you know threatened to shut us down entirely. And, and they lost big time. That would, that would have been Spectre. Tell people what it's like to go up against Mark Elias. I mean, the resources he has, the platform at MSNBC, the support of the Justice Department and all these big law firms. You guys beat him on an open battle here. It's pretty extraordinary for somebody like True the Vote that is, I would say, a tad understaffed and under-resourced. I mean, how do you take yeah. on Elias with what he's got? And, and Stacey Abrams, and remember, folks, uh, Engelbrecht and these guys took on Stacey Abrams at the top of her game. This is not the Stacey Abrams today. This is when she looked like she was unbeatable in this area. What was it like to take these folks on? Well, I mean, they came hard. And uh, from the instant that we announced the project, uh, Elias sent letters to every single county in the state of Georgia telling them that if they considered our filings, that, that they would be sued. So first, he put a chill out across the entire state against us. Uh, then Abrams went on a press junket to CNN and MSNBC and anybody that would have her telling, you know, telling the world how, how awful we were for questioning the accuracy of voter rolls, trying to foment this, this anger. And, and that led to, uh, and they did a great job, that led to all kinds of, of, of threats against the people that were involved in the project. And, and it went on for years and years and years, uh, almost three years to the day, the amount of, of money that they put into this is is breathtaking. Millions, millions and millions of dollars to stop us. No, they're, they're so well resourced because they understand, just like in the redistricting fight, this is where the voter rolls, the mechanics of voting, the, the, the things that are under the radar that most people, because other media doesn't make it so important, kind of either lose interest too confusing elias is smart this is where he fights his battles he he's it's That's like it. sun tzu 
they want to win. They want to win before the voting even starts. They want to. They want to win before the actual conflict begins. That's why that's right. he's so dangerous, and that's why he's been that's... confronted. Um, now, now, let, let me tell me this: Where do we actually stand? You have you have told me in the ten or twelve years I known you that hey, Steve, where it starts is these voter rolls. And Georgia, we know, was a fiasco because of 2020. So talk to me now that you've won. What's your assessment, not just of Georgia, but when Catherine Engelbrecht looks out there over the voter roll fiasco throughout the rest of the country, where are we and how are we going to get this thing fixed before 2024? Well, the, the great the, it's a big problem. But the great news is it can be fixed before 2024, although there is n- n- no time to waste. Voter rolls across the country are are in a state of, of absolute chaos. And it's because for years we have allowed the process to erode. We have allowed the fraud to become institutionalized in private industry all day, every day. Companies are resolving identity, residency, and citizenship in real time. The technology exists to do this. But what we see in our voter rolls, and, and, it's, and it's in large part due to the lawfare at the hands of someone like Mark Elias, who anytime a state attempts to clean its rolls, uh, get sued. And that's where citizens come in. Because when citizens petition, and, and in most states, there are provisions inside of state election codes that allow citizens to petition their respective counties where they are registered, they can bring ineligible records and start the process of evaluation. That is the way that we can get these rolls clean between now and 2024. And if they're not clean, then you have the opportunity to go to the court now preemptively and say that ineligible records or ineligible voters remain on the rolls and therefore they may not be eligible to vote. And if they do vote, those elections can't be certified in the aftermath. So there's a lot of different bites at this apple, but what's most important is that we turn our focus on this very first essential element of, as you point out, the mechanics of, of elections, get the voter rolls clean. We're coming out with all kinds of, uh, of tools and supports to help citizens, but it is all hands on deck. We've got to get the rolls clean. Okay, I want to go back through this one more time because this is the predicate. And if you look at this, and I keep arguing, you're never going to clean up California to get to those voter rolls. I know Georgia's a disaster. One more time. Are you heading this effort? We understand the RNC's under-resourced. Uh, I don't know if the state parties have the wherewithal to do it. Who is actually getting this done? Is it true the vote? Are you the tip of the spear on this? I would submit to you that, yes, we are. Now, there are other groups doing other things, and, and mercy knows true the vote can't do it all. And, and I, I applaud anybody that is, you know, out in the trenches and trying to trying to take this head on. But I will tell you, that this is the first cycle True the Vote has ever been in a position to, at scale, take a look at the voter rolls and and do what, you know, there used to be a group called Eric, still is in, in some states, uh, that that helps to ostensibly clean the rolls. It's a longer story for a, for a different day. Um, but but there have been a great many states that have moved away from Eric and are looking now for processes to to manage their own roles internally. Long and the short of it is citizens, and, and we're glad to help, uh, have, we have built a project or built a model to take a closer look at those roles. And yeah, I, I look, I, I'll, I'll say it here for, for you and all the posse. We'll take this on. It's got to be done. Amen. How do people get to you, Catherine? What's social media? What's the website for you and Greg? 
uh, True the Vote on on Twitter and and uh, and Truth Social. You can go to truthevote.org. We're going to be announcing new projects uh, regularly, so just go to the website and sign up. Okay. We'll keep you info- informed. Lots of work to be done. We want you Lots. on here. Every time you every time you announce a pro, uh, new project, you come on here, Catherine Engelbrecht. Anybody would go to a Texas prison for this, and they didn't break her. You've got to be pretty hard to try to break Catherine Engelbrecht, and they didn't break her, and they didn't break Greg Phillips either. They served time to make sure that you could have a free and fair election. Honored to have you on here, ma'am. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thanks, Steve. Thanks. Okay, breaking news. we got two things. Mike Davis, Trump's just filed on the 14th Amendment. He's going to join us after the break. we got James O'Keefe, breaking news. James, uh, what is up, sir? Hey, Steve, thanks. We just broke this out of uh, Phoenix, Arizona. This is a secret migrant facility on video at 1211 East Apache Street. No one's really gone there with a camera and exposed this. And there's a video of the gentleman working there whose name is Jesus Moreno and his boss, a man named Thomas Robles, at this left-wing nonprofit organization called International Rescue Committee. Well, Jesus Moreno is on tape offering me a bribe to make me not record and film. We just broke this video on online, and it's going viral, and Elon has responded to this. So a videotape of these employees and workers at the secret migrant facility in Phoenix, Arizona, which ships the migrants okay. to the Phoenix Sky Harbor Airport on the hour, every hour. They were really upset about my presence. You can see that video there. And the and the uh, left-wing organization is called International Rescue Committee. It gets $1.4 billion in revenue, $415 million from the federal government. Hold it. You're telling me in this budget uh, what we're talking about, four hundred almost a half a billion dollars will go to this group to ship illegal aliens into into the airports, into the airplanes, into the interior of the country? Yes, the, the tax return, the, the, the 990 Schedule B, it's in the video, we put this in the video. Uh, Health and Human Services gives us 122 million, Bureau of Population, Refugees and Migration, 180 million, and the uh, Bureau for Humanitarian Assistance, another 100 million. So a total of $415 million in taxpayer money, pays for the secret migrant facility they don't want you to know about. It's an old school, Steve. And when I got there, uh, these uh, illegal immigrants, they're all called refugees. Every hour, there's a bus that departs this school and takes the people to the airport where they're covered in American Red Cross blanket. I asked them, I spoke Spanish. They said they're all voting for Biden. Uh, I tell you what, James, could you hang on a second? We want to boot that video up. We're going to take a short commercial break. James O'Keefe from the O'Keefe Media Group joins us. Breaking news on a secret uh, facility in Phoenix. He's got the video. Mike Davis is also going to join us. President Trump has filed on the 14th Amendment. Show water about Mike DeWine next in the war room. As we head toward a presidential election in November, one thing you can be sure of, 2024, will be a tumultuous year like no other. How will your hard-earned savings fare during this year? You're already seeing the impacts of inflation at the pump, the grocery store. The dollar continues to lose buying power quicker than your wages can increase. How are you protecting your savings? Consider diversifying with gold from Birch Gold Group. For decades, gold has been the choice of investors and central banks to hedge against inflation. 
Now you can own it in a tax-sheltered IRA with the help of Birch Gold. Just text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898, and Birch Gold will send you a free info kit on gold. They'll help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. And the best part, you don't have to pay a penny out of pocket. With an A-plus rating, with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of satisfied customers, you can trust Birch Gold. Text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free info kit. That's Bannon to 989898. And secure your savings now. Take action. Text Bannon at 989898. Action, action, action. For 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider standing behind their service and their values as a company. They are an example of putting the cause ahead of profits. And it's why I am proud and the War Room Posse is proud to partner with them. For Black Friday, Patriot Mobile wants to give you a brand new smartphone when you make the switch today. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage, giving you access to all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the left. And repeat that, without funding the left. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're supporting free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, Second Amendment, and much more. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Keep your number, and for a limited time, get a smartphone for free. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon or call 972-PATRIOT and use promo code FRIDAY76. That's FRIDAY76. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon or call 972-PATRIOT and use promo code FRIDAY76. Again, we're talking about a free smartphone. Offers eligible only with the Black Friday promo code Friday76. This is a limited time offer. Join me. Make that switch today. PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. Promo code Friday76. Tax Network USA is pure war room for solving your IRS tax problems. If you owe back taxes, COVID was your lucky break. Tax court shut down, the IRS paused, and you skated. Well, baby, that party is over. The IRS is adding 20,000 enforcement agents, basically tax cops. Honest, hardworking Americans like you are in the crosshairs. Rich people have tax lawyers, and you don't. You'll pay up, plus interest and penalties. Tax USA Network has brilliant war room type strategies designed to solve your IRS problem quickly in your favor. Never call the IRS yourself. You're at their mercy. You could sit on hold for six to eight hours and get hung up on, grind you for all your back taxes, plus interest and penalties. Tax Network USA attorneys have a preferred direct line to the IRS. They know which agents to talk to and who to avoid. If they get difficult agent, hey, they just call a different agent. Tax Network USA learned of a limited time special IRS offer. The IRS is willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. Find out if you qualify before it's too late. Schedule your free confidential consultation with Tax Network USA. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debts. 
Think about that. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debts. They offer a best-in-class client satisfaction guarantee. Now call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. And visit TaxNetworkUSA. That's TNUSA.com slash Bannon. TNUSA.com slash Bannon. Make sure you take action on this today. This IRS grind is only going to get much worse. These are migrants on the bus. Are, are you transporting um, migrants to the airport, sir? Shut the door right in my face. One of the companies that transports the migrants is Jet Limousine, which we learned is a subcontractor to a group called CharterUp. These bus companies have instructed their drivers not to talk to any O'Keefe journalist and to even call the police on us when they see us. More on that soon. Hi, sir. Sir, who do, you, who do you work for? Sir, I'm wondering, um, who do you work for and are you shipping migrants on buses on the hour? I work for Nunya. Who's Nunya in your business, man. Huh, yeah, I'm looking dangerous now. Yeah, they're looking anxious now. Yeah, look at their faces now. What is that? What is none of my business? What? You're shipping migrants on the hour, every hour to the airport? You work for none of your business, Nunya? Business. What's the name of the nonprofit that you guys are getting the contracts with? You can leave now. We're done. We're finished. What's your name? Nanya. What's your name? It's actually a lot of my business. The public has a right to know. Bye. The public, we're not going anywhere. We spoke to two individuals who worked at the Migrant Center, Jesus Moreno and Thomas Robles. Jesus, the man who just slammed the gate on us, then offered us money to make us go away which sounded to us like a bribe. How much you guys get paid? I'll pay you guys. What's that? How much you guys get paid? Jesus, yeah, nada. Pay you guys. Jesus, is that your name, Jesus? Jesus wouldn't give us his first or last name, but his boss shouted it out while she was telling him, no digas nada, Spanish for say nothing to them. Nada, no digas nada. No digas nada, give them nothing. So we have a woman saying Jesus, but using just his first name and face, we found him online almost immediately. We have a bus pulling up, guys, right here. There's two buses. They're going the other way, he's waving. So his name is Jesus. He said, don't, Jesus, no digas nada. American Red Cross worker coming up to me and telling me that he can't. Okay, we're back, it's time to go to work. Uh, oh, Keith, you were built for this. This is amazing. And the way you edit it, the way you cut it, the way you film it, the the undercover. Uh, tell our audience how big a deal is this? We just had Johnson down there today, and I'm not saying it was happy talk, but Ben Burkwam is the lead story in Mediate right now. For the question, our own Ben Burkwam asked him, and he said, show me after all the happy talk, give me a show of hands of who shut down the government. And the, supposedly the Republican congressman hated that. That's fearless. That's what James O'Keefe is. James, you've done a lot of these investigations. How big a deal is this situation with the illegal uh, immigrant invasion of the country? Uh, this is the Steve. This what you just saw is the secret migrant facility at twelve eleven East Apache Street that nobody has really reported on. And as you can see, the guy's offering me a bribe. Um, and uh, Steve, it's a big deal because 
they get $415 million. This is a 501c3 now. It's called International Rescue Committee. They get $450 million from the federal government. The Schedule B shows BPRM, HHS, and other organizations, agencies give them the money. And those buses that you saw, Steve, they would they usually stop. And because I was just physically standing there, the buses were swerving around me, evading me. People were running down the street just by me showing up. Their behavior shows they have a lot to hide. It, it almost looks like some type of a human trafficking cartel front, the behavior of these people. And, and, um, and it's rare that you actually get them on tape offering the bribe. Uh, so that was remarkable. And this other guy named Thomas uh, Roblos, who is the executive director of Lucha, and he also was at the clinic. He called me a domestic terrorist, called the police on us. And there's more video forthcoming. So this is every hour they ship the migrants to Phoenix Sky Harbor and they fly them to New Jersey, Chicago, and New York. And it's just unbelievable. We're getting pilots. We're getting whistleblowers inside the airlines. We're getting whistleblowers inside the clinics. The bus drivers are now messaging me. You're, so this is developed. You're, you're, you're telling me that this is an industrial process. This is an industrial process to basically traffic people, at a ta American taxpayers paying for it, to these NGOs, to traffic people deep into the United States, of which they'll just go into the local community and will never find them and never be able to deport them. Is that this is an industrial process that you're breaking down with your investigative reporting? And it's a, under the pretense of them being refugees. Remember, they're all they're all refugees and they're wearing Red Cross blankets at the airport. I actually spoke to these. That's another part of the video. I, I don't speak Spanish well, but I, I did speak Spanish and they said that they're voting for Biden and they're waiting for their asylum. So they're all under the pretense of being refugees. And, and I've also learned, Steve, through my sources and through what I'm talking to these people is that this is a money grab. The, the, the nonprofits are making bank, 1.3 billion. In, and I bet you didn't even know, your audience probably doesn't even know, never even heard this organization before, 1.3 billion in revenue as a 501c3. So, oh, and, oh, and the people driving the buses, Steve, some of them are actually conservative. They're my sources. And I asked them, well, what are you doing taking a contract with this organization and then well it's all about the money so a lot of this is just a, a, a greed and and apparently money driven uh, uh trafficking unbelievable okay this is just the tip of the spear we were only able to show a little bit of the, the video it's it's shocking to see it uh o'keefe media group where do people go on your social media and at your website to follow this uh and hopefully we'll have you back on tomorrow to go into more detail on all, on all social media, you can follow me at James O'Keefe III, but O'KeefeMediaGroup.com, you know, we need your funding. We need we need your support. O'KeefeMediaGroup.com. We also are, have a 501c3 Citizen Journalism Foundation now, so you can donate online. If you care about the tax reduction, message us, O'KeefeMediaGroup.com. And this is a developing story. We have a lot of video. As Stephen, next, stay tuned. The, the buses were swerving across the highway trying to evade me and tried to ram into my vehicle. You can't make this stuff up. Stay tuned for this coming out in the coming days. Amazing, as only James O'Keefe can do. You're a patriot and a hero, sir. Thanks for being on, appreciate it. Talk soon, thank you. Man, today has been the Fight Club. DeGrasse, Engelbrecht, O'Keefe, Mike Davis. This guy was born fighting. Mike Davis, uh, finally, uh, President Trump's team worked over the holidays and has filed now I think of the Supreme Court about the uh, 14th Amendment. Can you get us up to speed on what happened? 
Yeah, so the uh, President Trump filed a petition for cert with the Supreme Court, asking the Supreme Court of the United States to reverse the Colorado's egregiously unconstitutional, egregiously anti-democratic decision, this four to three decision where four left-wing justices on the Colorado Supreme Court simply decreed that Trump can't be on the Republican primary ballot in Colorado based upon a complete misreading of a post-Civil War constitutional amendment intended to chase out of office those, in, they, those Confederates who engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the United States. These four left-wing wackos on the Colorado Supreme Court dusted off this 155-year-old constitutional provision. Uh, and they said that this applies to Trump with no due process, no fair hearing. And the way this is supposed to work under a controlling uh, decision by then Chief Justice Salmon Chase is if you want to disqualify under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, Congress has to pass a federal criminal statute, which Congress has done related to insurrection or rebellion. A federal prosecutor has to charge that officer under that that criminal statute, the federal criminal statute. A federal grand jury has to indict. A federal jury has to unanimously find guilt with evidence beyond a reasonable doubt. A judge has to convict. Federal judge has to convict. And then that federal appellate court has to uphold that conviction. And then under that federal criminal statute, you can disqualify for insurrection or rebellion. What happened on January 6th was nowhere close to an insurrection. It was a lawful protest permitted by the National Park Service that devolved into a riot. We've talked about this for a long time. How many insurrectionists show up to a nation's capital unarmed, get to the Senate floor of the nation's capital, walk through velvet ropes, follow police direction, take selfies, and walk out without burning down the damn place. Mike, is the Supreme Court, you know, uh, MSNBC and CNN, all the geniuses over there are saying, well, a lot of, some of those guys are saying the Supreme Court's not even going to pick this up. When will we know that? Well, the, the Supreme Court, how it works is they filed the cert petitions. The Colorado Republican Party filed it last week. Colorado filed it this week. You have essentially 30 days to file an opposition from that, from when the Colorado Republican Party files. If there's no opposition, you have to file a notice with the Supreme Court quickly saying that you're not going to oppose the Supreme Court court has what's called a conference or a private meeting of the nine justices most Fridays while they're in session. And then the, uh, the justices decide they, it takes four votes to grant cert to, to decide to, to take the case. They have discretionary review. They don't have to take the case. The little trick that the Colorado Supreme Court and the main secretary of state played on this is they stayed their decisions the second that Trump filed the appeal. And so they're going to argue there's no urgency here, so the Supreme Court doesn't need to take this right away. The problem with that argument is, is you've set these bad precedents, this election interference by these Democrat state Supreme Court justices in Colorado and this goofball Democrat, unelected, non-lawyer, Secretary of State, Shanna Bellows in Maine. And, and so you've set these precedents, and now Democrats are going to use these precedents and other places to try to kick Trump off the ballot in more places and more states. The Supreme Court 
needs to put on their big boy pants, as we always say. They need to take this case and they need to reverse these this abomination of a decision by the Colorado Supreme Court immediately. These Supreme Court justices, look, if you're going to go after Trump and try to arrest him and his top aides and his supporters for supposedly interfering in the election, this is the most egregious un-American, anti-democratic election interference imaginable that these four left-wing whack jobs on the Colorado Supreme Court think that they get to unilaterally throw a candidate uh, off the ballot based upon a misreading of a 155-year-old post-Civil War constitutional amendment. But right now, uh, I'll let you go. Last question. But with the stays on this, uh, does the ballot get printed? Does Trump's name get printed on the ballot in Colorado for the for the primary election? If things move on as is or is everything just frozen in place until the Supreme Court decides whether even to take it up? No. So that's the trick that the, the Colorado Supreme Court and the main secretary of state played. They said, OK, we're going to make this stupidly partisan, unconstitutional ruling and get our political win that we want and set this dangerous precedent. But they said in their rulings that they're going to stay their decisions if Trump appeals until the appellate process plays itself out, until it's resolved on appeal. So Trump is still on the ballot in Colorado. He'll still be on the ballot in Maine because Trump has appealed both of those decisions. But it's the precedent that's being set by these jurisdictions that could be used in other places. It's like playing whack-a-mole with, with these left-wing right. whack jobs. It's this lawfare that continues. The two impeachments for nonsense, the four indictments for non-crimes, the two yep. illegal gag orders trying to bankrupt Trump for, for non-fraud. And then that all backfired. Now they're trying to disqualify. It's whack-a-mole. And the Supreme Court needs to end this disqualification game immediately. Davis, where do people get you, brother, on social media and your website for Article 3? I I appreciate that. It's, you can donate at article3project.org, article3project.org. Uh, be, be on the lookout. We're doing a new website for 2024 with an action page that's going to be very yeah. good. You can also follow us at Article wow. 3 Project, Article Number 3 Project on Getter, Twitter, Truth. And my personal is at... M-R-D-D-M-I-A, M-R-D-D-M-I-A. And thank you, Steve. And the, and the personal gets a little hot late at night. So thank you, Mike Davis. Appreciate it, brother, taking thank time you. away to do this. Okay, Trump's filed this battles now at the Supreme Court on this. Okay, we've had DeGrasse, we've had Engelbrecht, we've had O'Keefe, we've had Davis. It's the fight club here in the 6 o'clock hour. Let's play about Mike DeWine. going to bring in Brandon Showwater from the Christian Post. He is a fighter, too. Let's play the clip. This bill would impact a very small number of Ohio's children. But for those children who face gender dysphoria and for their families, the consequences of this bill could not be more profound. Ultimately, I believe this is about protecting human life. Were I to sign House Bill 68, or were House Bill 68 to become law, Ohio would be saying that the state, that the government, knows better what is medically best for a child than the two people who love that child the most, the parents. Now, while there are rare times in the law 
in other circumstances. I can't I can't listen anymore. Let's bring you Brandon Showalter. That is absolutely revolting, sir. Uh, you have worked on this harder than anybody in this country. Tell us what happened in Ohio and what is going to happen, sir. Well, uh, it was expected, actually. I thought that uh, Ohio Governor DeWine was kicking the can when I knew that he wasn't going to do anything until December 29th, which is what you saw there, that press conference when he vetoed that bill. And it was also part of that was the women's sports thing where, you know, that was sort of a companion part of that legislation was to prohibit males and women's sports. But with the medicalization of gender, putting children on puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, and body-altering surgeries, even that statement is pretty disingenuous, I think, because Governor DeWine has since sent a letter to the legislature saying that he does oppose the surgeries on, on minors and that kind of thing. So it, it, it's just so egregious to hear um, that because the state of Ohio and other states as well have passed similar regulations to to safeguard children from dangerous kinds of things. Um, but that bill was on his desk, I think, since December 18th. And it does look as though my sources indicate that an override process is going to be set in motion next week. Representative Click and others are making noise to that effect. There was a great article in the Washington Stand about that today. We'll see what happens. And Ohio could very well become, I think, the 20th or 21st state, depending on which ones you count, to ban the transing, the chemical and surgical transing of minor children in the United States. And I think but, 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 but this is but this the, the, but overriding this overriding this is everything right now, because he's the classic. The reason the country is in the shape it is you had rhinos like this that crater to the mainstream media. We got to bounce. I want because this fight, I want you back on. The folks in Ohio, the, because we had you had it's veto proof, right? Can't can't the override in their vote share override this? If they hold together, and if it that's that's the big question. Um, and you know the uh, my, the medical industry is strong in Ohio, and it's a key state. But yes, it from what I hear, well, if all no, that supported the bill hold gonna, together, it can be overridden. The War Room Posse is going to have you back on this, Brandon. Where do people go to get your writing at the Christian Post? You've been amazing. In this topic, you've been the tip of the spirit. We got a lot more wins than losses, but this one in Ohio is critical. You can find me on social media at Brandon M. Show at, at, on X, um, ChristianPost.com. Just launched a new podcast, new season, GenerationIndoctrination.com, or on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. If you haven't seen it yet, check out the Dead Name documentary film at DeadNameDocumentary.com. Families right and left are being torn apart by this. We're going to push the podcast hard. Thank you very much. You're a patriot and a hero, sir, and a fighter. Thank you, Thank you Steve. This situation in Ohio, we're going to be all over. This is time for the legislature to step up. It was outrageous, outrageous for a Republican governor in with Republican votes to veto this and destroy these kids. Absolutely outrageous. Uh, Mike Lindell, uh, you've been at the tip of the spear of the fight here. He had Engelbrecht, big victory in federal court in Georgia about the voter rolls. President Trump just filed at the Supreme Court to fight this ridiculous 14th Amendment. You've been fighting. They're trying to tear down Trump. They're trying to put him in bankruptcy in, in New York. They're trying to put you in bankruptcy in Minnesota. Tell me about the company right now. What can the Warren Posse do? They can really help us out, everybody. I'm on the road now. I'm going to be doing rallies. I do on uh, tomorrow, uh, Friday. at. Uh, uh, I speak at 6 o'clock on Friday in Mason City, Iowa. So I'm able to do all that. You keep the my pillow going, everybody, and we're running the sales free shipping with the promo code War Room on your entire order. I tell everybody, take advantage right now. Those my pillow mattresses, 40% off, and we're going to give you another extra hundred dollars off on that mattress with uh, your promo code War Room. 
Get yourself that gift, uh, the gift of sleep. You have the MyPillow mattress toppers as low as $99.99. Uh, the MyPillow 2.0, we left the MyPillow towels, $29.98, everybody, for a six-pack set. They actually work. And we have those MyPillow towels, kitchen towels that came in over Christmas. Get those before they're gone. The best kitchen towels and towels you'll ever use. Uh, also, we have the flannel sheets, everybody. The flannel sheets, the War Room Posse's favorite. Those are on sale. Remember, buy one item. It doesn't matter how many items you buy. Your whole order ships for free with promo code War Room. Use that uh, phone number, 800-873-1062. Steve, it's been a relief to me that your audience has supported me so much uh, and supported my pillow so that I'm able to get out there and get this done. Look, we wouldn't have these type of victories if it wasn't for you, brother. We can't wait to we're going to live stream the Mason City, Iowa talk and speech of Mike Lindell supporting President Trump out there in the caucuses. Brother, thank you so much. Appreciate you coming on. 1-800-873-1062. Call an operator. Tell them we got your back. Uh, tell them we're not going to let the IRS shut this thing down. OK, things are on fire. As you can imagine, we have a lot to say, a lot to show, a lot to talk about tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Well, we're going to return. Do we call it the Fight Club or the War Room? I guess it's the War Room featuring the Fight Club. How about that? 10 a.m. tomorrow morning, Eastern Standard Time. We'll see you back here in the War Room. For War Room veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in extreme short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical, that's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. 
You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. WARROOMHEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.